Welcome to episode three of Sullying the Lad. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about branding, niches, a little bit about the gyms, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, the importance of staff and your team, and whether Chris owns an eagle. We hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. So we're at episode three today, and today we're going to talk about branding, I believe. Um, I'd also like to talk about a few fitness things related to that. And uh, maybe we can talk about clarity in business. Um, Touch on productivity, because you're good at that. I've also got next to me here. (laughs) I don't know if this is suitable or not. My dad, at Christmas time, he does what's called the hat of groans. And it's just a a hat full of really bad slash inappropriate jokes. So... I've saved a few. I, I picked out a few of my okay. favourites and I brought them home in an envelope. And I thought, I've got them here. I don't know if they're suitable, but I thought periodically every every few minutes or, you know, on the half hour, maybe we could just pick a joke out and read it out. What do you reckon? I reckon it could be very funny. It could be funny or it could be the end of us. It could be. <laughs> it, it, it could destroy it could destroy us also. But um, anyway, you did write them, so throw them out there. We can always edit it out. I've got one here that I've just pulled out the hat, um, and it is appropriate for right now. I mean, it, right. Kind of. An exercise for people who are out of shape. Begin with a five-pound bag, sorry, a five-pound potato bag in each hand. Extend your arms straight out from the side and hold them out for a full minute. Then relax. After a few weeks, move up to a 10-pound potato bag. Once you feel confident at that level, start adding potatoes. <laughs> Sorry, that's just ridiculous. Okay, so it's that kind of vibe. All right, that's that's absolutely fine. I would say that's bordering on a dad joke, so we're all good. Well, I think they're all a bit like that. There are some that are a bit risque, and I might have to um, censor those before I even say them, but we'll see. Um, so, shall we get into things? Yeah, let's go for it. So, let's get into it. Branding. Let's start with branding. Branding. I'll let I'll let you start off, mate, because um, I you're kind of discovering your brand and stuff like that. So, and we've spoken before, and you've you've told me that you've recently discovered what your niche is, which is a massive part of, of your brand. So why don't you chat about what your, your clarity has been recently and then um, how you got to that point and, and what it means for your brand. There, there's three questions in there. I like that. Can I hit all three though? I've already forgotten two of them. Can no. you hit all three? <laughs> so, so what first, what has been your, your moment of clarity with what, with your niche? My moment of clarity with my niche came around because um, I was getting advised by other fitness professionals that you really need to have a strong message about who you serve and why. So I started thinking about you have to look at demographics of people, go into your insights on your social media, see where those people live, see the gender, see the age. And I started looking into it. And bizarrely, most of my followers 
are over the age of 30. So I kind of figured this is a good sort of way to go. I am also into my 40s now, and I didn't really start progressing my fitness properly until now. I'm actually fitter and stronger than I've ever been now, and it's through progressive bodyweight training, which is what I'm really, really passionate about. So I just put the two together. So now my, my niche is I help over 30s get functional strength, which I think is extremely important for longevity and the quality of your life. So I help, I help over 30s gain functional strength without the gym. Um, I'm not a fan of the gym. Personally, I've no problem. If people want to go to the gym, that's great for them. But I don't personally enjoy it that much. And I'm a real big fan of body weight training, kinesthetic stuff, because it just gets your body moving how nature intended it. The meaning of it is mm. beauty in movement. Um, yeah. You know, you're not meant to do five, 600 pound leg presses and all that stuff. All these people, I mean, it's amazing they can do it. What people can stretch their body to do physically, absolute, absolutely mind blowing. But you go and chat to those guys. They've all got knackered knees. They've all got bad backs. They've all got mullered shoulders. They've all got numerous muscle tears. They, they just put their body through so much. But you can actually gain functional strength just from progress. You have to be progressive body weight training. That's what I'm passionate about. And that was kind of my eureka moment, because even now I can feel myself getting excited talking about it. Do you know what? That's, that's one of those things, mate. When, when you begin to talk and then um, it, it just flows out of you and you, you get, like I don't know, you get a little bit tingly, don't you? Yeah. Because it's one of those moments of like, aha, this is, this is, what, I'm, this is what I'm about. Um, and you can just feel the passion in your voice for it. Hundy PC, but I just Hundy PC. Hundy PC, but I just, I, it's just something I really, I really enjoy and I'm really passionate about. And I've started coaching some of my clients into it's body weight based with a little bit of weight stuff on the side that they can do at home without yeah. the gym. They just need some basic equipment, and they really enjoy it and they get really good results. And I find when, regardless of the horrible COVID situation, I would still be encouraging my clients to train at home or outside of the gym because that's where it's at for me. Um, and a lot of people, you've mentioned it yourself previously, people come on my live workouts and they really enjoy it. And they're like, oh, that really pushed me. That's because when you're working out at home, I, I personally believe you're really focused in. You're just there to keep you're working out. You're keeping the intensity high and you're going to get results. Whereas when you go to the gym, you've got to wait for the bunch of idiots that are taking selfies on the kit that you want to do. And I've even had it where I've set up a station, started working out and then turned around and someone's on the gear and you're like uh excuse me i was actually in the middle of a set on that and it's just i find all that stuff for me it's just it's just put me off and i'm a bit of a germaphobe and i don't care what people say people are like oh keep the gyms open it's good for your mental health yes it is 100% but previous to covid i didn't see any fucker wiping down any gear there was no antibacterial stuff going on people don't have towels they don't wipe down the kit in between all the stuff just gets chucked everywhere and it's just like, oh, I can't be doing this. That's that's true. Do you do you, do you reckon that that's gonna stay now? So say say we're six months down the line, a year down the line, and COVID's COVID's disappeared. Do you think gyms will gradually um revert back to having none of this anti-back stuff? Because I personally like it. I think it's essential, but I like I say, I'm a bit of a germaphobe and Every time you pick up a set of dumbbells, you think, oh, I wonder where, how many people have picked these up yeah. today and where have their hands been? 
And it just puts me off. And it's just, I used to wear gloves in the gym. I don't recommend you wear gloves training. I don't think you should personally, but I used to wear gloves because I didn't want to touch people, uh, st- touch stuff, people and stuff. And then I do think it will change and it's through education, but all those rules are in force in the gym. You, when you sign up, there's a little disclaimer saying you will do all those things, but nobody does. And the gyms don't enforce it. And it just puts me off. So personally, I prefer working at home. I've got nothing against people who want to go to gym. So that's my big moment of clarity was that. And it's we spoke, we spoke before about my what I thought was my branding was my logo. And I got my, my logo I got done on Fiverr for like 20 quid. Absolute bargain. The woman was in like, I think she was in Indonesia or somewhere like that. And she was so good, this woman. And I gave her, I gave her merry hell because she was like, you can have unlimited revisions. I think I did about 28 revisions. No, move that, change that font. <laughs> don't like the shade of that. I made her work for a money blesser. I did give her a tip um, and I have given her a five star. She was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. And I thought brilliant because people are like, oh, your, your logo is really cool. Your branding sorted. And I thought, great. Then I realized, no, it's not because what we spoke about before, the branding is what it what it means to people and what they associate with it. And that's what I'm now coming to realize. Yeah, um, I've had it in the past and uh, new clients say it. And when we first started, people used to mention it quite a lot is your branding's really good. And I used to think, no, what you're saying is you like my logo and you like the colors and it it fits it fits the industry that my business is setting. Um, but it, it, that's not branding. That's just a logo. And um, I used um, Nike before when, when we spoke before and, and what branding really is. And I think another good one is, is Apple. Um, some people hate Apple, some people like it, but it represents quite a lot Apple in terms of a brand. And Steve Jobs was an amazing person at marketing he wasn't actually very clued up technically yes of course he was but he wasn't the brains behind um how these things worked that wasn't what he did he was just an amazing innovator and marketer and then he would just um delegate all of the hard shit the technical stuff he'd be like this is what it looks like this is what it does make it happen um but apple's brand is simplicity it's a very simple way of doing things it represents quality and it represents it's not really a niche it's actually actually something that appeals to everyone and it's very interconnectable and their marketing is ridiculously insane but actually their recruitment policy was so strict and steve jobs uh, he wasn't the best people person at all and i think actually since he's since his past apple has struggled to be the innovator that it was yeah I agree. And it's 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 losing that part of their brand because it was one of the first to do stuff and that was part of what apple was apple were coming out everyone's going to want to copy them they're the innovators what's new it's going to be something new it's going to be something cool and i i think they're losing that a little bit so that their brand is is been slightly um slowing down it feels like it's slowing down it's plateauing is is what i feel and i still use it because i still like the simplicity and how it interconnects with everything else and it's really easy to keep all your 
information stored from phone to phone, etc. Um, but yeah, so talking about a brand, it's so much more than just um, your logo because, like like we're saying now, Steve Jobs isn't there, and I'm, I'm getting to something with this. Um, <laughs> Here we uh, go. The brand, yeah, the brand is is slowing down. I think everyone is beginning to see that it isn't what it was, and what I'm trying to get at here is Steve Jobs was the brand. Yeah. Now you, Dom Lad, PT, it is in it is in your um, logo. It is your business name. You are the brand, my friend. More than anything else, you're going to be representing your company. The way you are with your clients, the ethos, the passion, is your brand, and that above everything else so for me i am the brand but i also employ people they are the brand and the culture that i build with my staff and the way i try and get them to think and to um the customer service focused part of things and how we're really bonded as a team is also our brand there's so many elements that go to it um but that is one of the biggest things whoever is at the head of that company the way they are the way they deal with things the way they push the company on, filters through all their staff and it's what they become known for. And for you, being just one person, the biggest part of your brand is you. And if you weren't there, there would be no brand. Wow. That was a long way to get around and it's quite different from what I went from last time. But, yeah, that's the aha for you there. Yeah, it's the aha. I mean, I think for me, it's... I've re- I think what people are realizing now and, and what's in, well, I can relate this to the fitness industry because as far as I'm concerned, the whole fitness industry is set up so you fail. It's not, it's not a multi-billion pound industry for no reason. Uh, the gyms are set up that you have to, you buy a year's membership and then you go for a couple of months and you don't go back. They just get the money. I also think a lot of the equipment in the gym doesn't actually really help a lot of it you don't need it doesn't doesn't help you get results you only need sort of six seven eight basic exercises and just keep progressing those to really get results and a lot of it's down to technique and how you apply yourself while you're working out uh, which we can get into on another one progressive overload and all these things but the whole thing's set up for you to fail so that you keep spending money with them and i think my ethos is what i'm trying to get to is i want people to get results fitness should be a results driven business people should be able to come to you and you arm them with the knowledge and skills and then experience to then go and apply that and get the results and continue to do so yeah there's so much information out there for free i can go on youtube now and type in 30 minute home workout yeah. uh, i can type in my calories and there's loads of things which will suggest your calories and macros you can get all that information but trying to pull, yeah. pull all that together and then put it into a a package that's then a clear path and a clear process for you to follow. That's what people need. And also I'd, I'd, I'd love people to buy into me because I genuinely want to help them and impart my knowledge onto them, my experiences, so they can have the same passion I've got. It's kind of like being a kid and sort of opening your eyes and having a bit of wonder to what's going on rather than being jaded and thinking, oh, still haven't got a six pack. Oh, I've been going to the gym for six months. I still haven't got big biceps, blah, blah, blah. All those things. And I just want to, I want to help people to reframe what is actually important. Unless you're a physique model, do you actually need a six pack? 
No. It's, it's, it's like I said before, we a lot of us, from what we see on social media and what we feel expectation is, is we we do fitness to look good for other people, um, which is which is weird because actually that's not what it is. It's to, it's to be healthy, it's to make your mental state better and it's to, you know, enjoy life. Um, that is fitness. Um, and I think that's probably where the gym, that's probably why you're a little bit anti-gym um, because gym. I think it, it more reflects that. I, I still think there's a place for a gym because I like... I like working out from home, but I also like to be out of my house. Um, not because I hate being at home or anything like that, but um, I like the routine of gym and I like the separation of having a little bit of alone time. Yeah, sure. Um, so I do enjoy I still, I, I think there is a place for it, but I think variety needs to be there, mate, because if, if everyone took your business model and ran with that, then someone would be like, why don't we create a gym, you know? So there, there needs to be um, huge amounts of variety. And um, through that variety, you've found a niche where you think, well, you know that you can help people um, that probably don't like going to the gym. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a great place to be. But um, I've, I had a bit of like a discovery journey with you know, what I want to do with my business. And it, it was, it's birthed a similar way where I thought there was problems in the industry that I didn't agree with. And I think, you know, if we do it this way, um, this will be the best, best way to do things. And I, I still have that perception and that's still my way of thinking to a certain degree, but I don't hate on anyone that's doing it any other way or, or think they're doing it wrong anymore. I just feel Variety is great. Yeah. Um, I still I think in my head the way I want to do things is um, a great way forward. And I think it will really help push the industry if we can replicate it as much as possible. But I, every every other part of the industry has still got to be there to create that variety. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just becomes boring again. Um, so I think it's great that me and you have both found what we want to do out of what most people are doing now we, we're creating something that's an alternative um something that creates more variety which is which is massive but i also um i was thinking about this i always do my thinking in the shower and because of this competition coming up next this coming monday um i don't i don't tend to look at who's in my category i i, I do it very close to the actual competition because it deters my focus of um, concentrating on winning. And I don't want to look at competition all the time and go like I'm off to headlights or start focusing on that and it become a negative energy. Like I don't want them to win. I always want everyone to be successful. Yeah. Um, I really, really want to win. And yeah, I, I just think variety is massive and we should and we've created what we want to achieve business-wise through um, that variety and it should always still be there yeah and our main focus now should just be the business don't worry about not liking the gym or using um you know the gym to think um that's the wrong way of doing things it's just a different way of doing things and the way you're doing it is is what you're passionate about just concentrate on the passion part of it yeah but i was definitely in the early days 
I was looking at um, the competition around me and it was, it was really bad for me. And then I thought, why am I even doing that? I was like, I want people to be successful um, in, in no matter what they do. And if they've taken a chance on something, I want that to be successful. I don't want businesses to go under. And I also don't want to be attracted to other people's businesses because it loses my focus. So I, I made this, this decision quite early on, probably six months in, because um, it wasn't good for my way of thinking. I was like, I'm only ever going to be aware of competition. I'm never going to focus on it. And I want to champion everyone that's trying. And that's my way of thinking now. And, it, and it's the same with um, competitions. I really, really, really want to win them. Um, I, well, I've learned, I've learned losing is okay. Um, but I also want to champion the person that does win. That, that's fine too, you know? I think that's part of it as well. And obviously, tying that back to branding, it, obviously what people associate you and your, your brand and what you offer people and what I offer people there's space for everyone in the marketplace. It doesn't need doesn't need to get all get doesn't need to get all nasty and like oh they're doing no. that oh yeah Ugh. so that just make brilliant. Let's celebrate it and people will come to you for what they need at that particular time. You know for fitness yeah. goals, people might come to me for some body weight training for three months and then go back to the gym. And, and I think that's a good thing. You know, as like you say, variety is the spice of life, and it's good. But I think it's great that we've assessed um, the industry and thought, oh, there's something missing here, actually. I reckon, I reckon this is, is something new and it's something different and it actually works with what I want to achieve. Yeah. So you've identified that now and it's part of your brand, which is amazing. I think another thing that really helped me um, was actually speaking to people. I spoke to friends and family and were like, "If for your fitness goals, what are you struggling with? What are you looking to achieve? What do you like? What don't you like? And I kind of had this general feedback of people would love it if I could have a PT that came to their home and trained them in their home. There was there was a definite vibe. For the people I was talking to, that's not going to be the same for everybody, but the most of the people I spoke to were in a certain age bracket with similar levels of profession, yeah. things like that. And I just thought, well, that's that can be me then. That's what that's what you're about. Yeah, that's my that's my thing. Should we have a should we have a hat of groans? <laughs> Go for it. Uh, okay. I mean, this one's a bit late, I suppose, but because we're a bit late now. But I went to buy a Christmas tree. The guy said, will you put it up yourself? I said, no, the living room. I don't get it. Hold on. Will you, will you put it up? <laughs> Mate, what? hold on. I'm trying to get it. Will you put it up yourself? Will you put it up yourself? No, the living room. Like, you... Oh, up yourself. Right. Okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. Mate, sorry, some of these will be lost on me. I mean, okay. <laughs> I get it now. Okay, let's try one more. Like up your bum. Yeah, you got it. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more and then we'll move on to some... Uh, we'll get... Right, I'm going to focus. Okay, this one's a bit easier. Go on. Just before I die, I'm going to swallow a large bag full of popcorn kernels. My crematation, my sorry, <laughs> let me start again. <laughs> Just before I die, I'm going to swallow a large bag full of popcorn kernels. My cremation is going to be epic. <laughs> That's just a bit grim, that one, isn't it? Epic. You know what happens when you get, pop get popcorn kernels and then heat them up and they all start popping and banging. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. 
mate, these are you have to think about these. Are these too high level for you? I speak and I think, oh, I'm quite intelligent, and then I can't get the simplest of jokes. I think you're overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. Related to that, I mean, I just wanted to say I want to kiss you right now. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to kiss you so bad right now. In fact, I want to kiss everyone that's listening to this. I want to kiss them right now. Is that all right? Um, go for it. Don't, don't Luckily, you don't, can't physically. Don't hang up. No, I just wanted to relate. <laughs> in in terms of branding and business and fitness goals and what people are trying to achieve. Yeah. Keep it. You know this one, don't you? Kiss you. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Okay. Or keep it stupid. stupid. I actually prefer keep it stupid, simple. Um, yeah. The other one can sound a bit like an insult. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Um, I mean, we did speak before, and I just wanted to touch on it again because it was lost in the episode that never was. But when I was yeah. in the car, I was sitting in the car park at Pets at Home. I just wanted to recount that story, if that's okay. Oh yeah. Um, watching people. Lucky you're on it. Did you write notes last time we spoke? I just have the same notes I had before. I, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I figured we've got them and we need them. So. Um, yeah, sitting in the car park at Pets at Home, and I watched people coming into the empty car park, and you think parking would be easy in an empty car park, but watching the people park, it was ridiculous. They were parking all over the place, across the lines, weird angles. There was a guy that even reversed in the corner in a really awkward space under a tree in an empty car I park. I reckon that was me. It probably was. Um, and I was like, what the hell are these people doing? And I just sat there, it just occurred to me, when people have got lots of options, they overthink it and make really silly choices. A bloke came in in a massive transit mm. and just parked across three spaces, which I thought was really selfish. But um, yeah. once the car park filled up and there was only three or four spaces, people were just literally driving in and then getting out and going. And I think that's how you need to be. You need to streamline your niche mm. and your your marketing, your branding. You need to have a direct path and just yeah. just have limited options as what they are. Mm. And then you'll just go from, it's like when you're on Netflix, there's thousands of programs on there. If you just add yeah. eight, nine or 10 programs, you just go on and go, bosh, I'll watch that. But if you just spend hours scrolling through. So when you've got loads of choice, it makes it really hard to make a decision. And in your fitness, yeah. if you just, basics work best. If you keep it simple, I know it's not mm-hmm. sexy and jazzy and it's not, you know, what the fitness industry wants to make it think where it's all like, ooh, that's jazzy. It's got sexy people doing the adverts for it and all that. Just keep it basic, really simple, and you'll get far better results and I think you'll make better progress. That's all I wanted to say on that. Basics work best. They're not glamorous. Um, and keeping it simple means you're more likely to achieve your goals. When people over overcomplicate things, they will they won't do it because there's so many things to think about all the time. Yeah. All you need is your nutrition, your why, your workouts, and that's it. And you and you can get on. That's all you need to do. And a mm. bit of cardio on the side to help you out, and that's it. And obviously the same with your branding. I mean, it's only just occurred to me how important branding is. Yeah. It's a massive one. It's it's, it's always ongoing as well. But I think you're um you're right about the the keep it simple it it gives you that clarity and we talk about clarity quite a lot you want me to just quickly do a it started with a kiss like that no bit of hot chocolate there for you no don't do that 
All oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I think that's really important as well. So I think the top tips for branding is get your message out there, make it really clear and have some clarity and direction and focus on what you want. I mean, as a yeah, coming at it, and it's especially for you and for me in both the industries we're involved in, you're a barber. How many barbers are there yeah. in Sussex, let alone the South, let alone the UK? Yeah. So how do you stand out from that? Yeah, and I think I think that's um, the problem. Um, a lot of the time, uh, it's in our nature to try and please everyone and to appeal to everyone. And um, again, getting to that point of clarity where you're thinking, actually, this is this is who my perfect client is. This is actually my aim, and that you, it's okay not to appeal to everyone. That's all right. It's it's impossible to appeal to everyone. Um, and it's okay. Like it might take you a bit longer to achieve what it is you want to achieve if you've got a real select niche, but you'll get there. And I think it's really important that you know what your message is and you know what your target audience is. People talk about target audiences a a lot and it's in, it's in a lot of um, books about business. And it's, again, very, very simple. And it's a moment where you all of a sudden know exactly what you're after. Yeah. And it, it reverts back to your message, mate, about, about keeping it simple. And it, it would be really complicated and difficult to try and to appeal to everyone. And it wouldn't meet what your brand or your message is. You'd have to be a bit like a chameleon, you know? You'd have to keep changing to suit this person and then change back to suit that person. It will become disjointed and a bit messy. Whereas if your message is clear and you believe in it and that's where your passion lies, then um, then it, you know it will come true and you, you'll you'll get there. I think that's really a really good poignant point. Is exactly what you're saying. Trying to by trying to serve everyone, you don't serve anybody. And trying to keep changing no. and appealing and changing what you're doing to fit each particular person, it's far easier if that you could serve hundreds of people and have to keep changing for every single person. Whereas you're one. I, I see it as like you're a spindle in the centre. And that's everyone can come in and attach to you and attach to your messages and what you're trying to do rather than you keep going out and pinging on and attaching to everybody else. I think that's a really good thing. And I mean, I thought about something that helped me was thinking about who my clients are that I already have existing that I really like working with. And then I just honed in on that. And that's where I got my moment of clarity from. Yeah. It's really, I I love it when you kind of, it really fits. You just know that there's, because of that, a moment in your mind where you're like, yeah, that's perfect. That is exactly what I'm about. Hmm. Um, from that point onwards, you can really grow. Yeah. Um, it's probably the moment that your your business and everything that you've been working towards really starts to take off. Sure. because you know exactly where you sit now and you know exactly what you're after so what would be someone that's starting out in business or is even in business and needs a bit of of re remolding and almost you could say rebranding but someone that just needs a bit of clarity and a sense of direction it is i think people talk about rebranding and they paint you know if they have a premises for their business they might paint paint the shop and um, get a new logo with a slogan and then thinking, I've rebranded. It's not that at all. Rebranding is really difficult. It's almost like starting your whole business again. But I think we've mentioned it before, where you get to a point where you're plateauing. And I, 
and you're kind of losing the passion a little bit. And maybe that's that's the time that you shift and your brand does change a little bit. Um, and we're constantly evolving as businesses and your why your why could change as well. Why you're doing it could change. Um, and that can also have an effect on your brand. So that's a really, really valid point as well. I mean, I'm still massively learning and it's really good to speak to you about it. And obviously people that are listening are learning, hopefully. There's a guy that I, I have a course that I'm following that helps train personal trainers mm. be more successful in their business. Jay Alderton, he's really good. And yeah. one of the bits of advice that he gave was about evolution and, you know, who I'm serving now or who you're serving now in two years time, I could be serving. I help busy mums in their twenties, get the best gym workouts possible. Your message will evolve and your depending on your passions and what gets results at the end of the day, you're a results driven business. People come in, they want to look good. They come into you, you give them a haircut and they go away. I'm the same. I want to help people. That's the got to be the biggest message is helping people. That, you know, and that's your biggest why, isn't it? That's why you're doing it. You really do want to help people and you, you know, you've got the knowledge to do it. Um, And it's also the flip side of it is thinking about who you don't want to help. Because I've thought about some people that I don't want to help. I mean, I've tried to help some people previously and you're like, Mm. right, we're going to do this and we're going to try that. And they're all just like, no, I'm not doing that. And you're like, what do you mean you're not doing that? No, don't know that. I'm not doing that. And I know you've got to have personal preferences, (laughs) but if you want to get results, I know what will work for you. And I'm not going to give you things because I think, oh, they just do that. But I know it it will help that person grow and develop. And on the same side of that, in business and in fitness, I think it's really, really, really important, and I'm going to say really again, to challenge yourself and push yourself out of your comfort zone. Do stuff you don't like doing. Do exercises you don't you don't do. like doing. Try and challenge yourself yeah. and push yourself, and that's when you grow and develop. Yeah, more than ever. I think that's really, really, really solid advice, mate. That um, you know, if you if you're in business and you're at that stage where you think, oh, it's not it's not growing anymore, and then you have these ideas that you think, oh, I could do this, right? And then you have this little voice in your head. And everyone that's listening to this to say, I don't have a voice in my head. That voice that just told you you don't have a voice in your head is the voice, <laughs> okay? And um, you'll tell yourself, because it's out of your comfort zone, that you're not going to do it. Well, guess what? You're not going to grow then. Because you have to keep pushing on then and learning to progress. And if, if you're at a stage where it's not, you don't feel you're moving, um, forward and you're becoming a little bit maybe bored it's probably because we're not pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone and you're resisting learning to progress and it's all about making mistakes like making mistakes is in my, my opinion is the best way to learn yeah you learn more from you don't constantly make mistakes do you so you you make a mistake I heard you mention earlier learning curve like that that is more of what a mistake is it is more of a learning curve um if you've got that mindset and that way of thinking when you do something doesn't quite work out guess what you've learned about that yeah and now you know what to do and that's going to push you forward more than anything else so and I actually go like if we go right, right back to the beginning of someone that wants to start a business and they have those doubts in their mind and they come up with loads of different scenarios why it won't work 
that is excuses for not getting out of your comfort zone and not wanting you're afraid to make mistakes yeah i think that's really important and also it's the the keep pushing forward thing and and speaking at it from a personal training point of view challenging yourself to perform exercises you can't do and why do i sound all sexy and husky again hello how are you um it's challenging yourself and pushing yourself and then it's that massive sense of achievement when you've actually finally can do something that you couldn't do before and it's yeah. such a nice feeling and yet that's what stands you out from the crowd and that's what stands you out from everybody else do shit everyone else doesn't want to do you go and do it and then that immediately pulls you out from the crowd and i think it's really good for your self-esteem for your mental health and your instant mindset is wow i can do that now what else can i do and it, it fuels you on and pushes you forward and i think it's really important i get i bet you get to see that a lot mate it must be um one it must be if not the most rewarding but one of the most rewarding things about your job is and actually, I've seen a couple of times people comment, like, I can't do push-ups or whatever. And then for them to eventually get to a point where they can actually do it, it must make you feel top of the world, right, that you help that person achieve that. There's a guy, I mean, I'm a couple, a couple of my clients at the moment, I'm really, they're getting to levels where their body weight strength and their, their strength to body weight ratio, sorry, is really good. And I'm starting to push them on to more complex movements. At the moment, I'm trying to get them into doing handstand press-ups. Yeah. And they're struggling because of their mindset that they have. I know they have the strength. I've given them the preliminary exercises to progress up to doing it. And I know they can do it. And I'm really impressed with how far they've come. But the look on their face when they actually do it and they come down and they're like, yes, you can see their whole face light up and it's so nice. And then they're like, right, that's your that's your base now. Now you push on from here. Yeah. It's really important to take stock of where you are where you've been and where you've come to and enjoy that moment and that sense of achievement. But then you realize how much more you can do and that becomes your base then. And I think it's good to keep pushing yourself on and see what you can achieve in business and physically. That is exactly, that is exactly what it is when you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And then you, that becomes your comfortable so that, that they will then get really good at doing um, handstand press-ups and then there'll be something else that they've got to push on to, you know? Um, and I think it's the same in just life, generally, that kind of thing. Um, even your self-development, take it away from business and fitness, just like whatever you're trying to achieve in life. You constantly need to be pushing yourself to that, to that next level. Yeah. Yeah, for you to be able to see that so... Um, you know visually and for people to get that that sense of achievement mate um you know i can see why you have chosen you know pt to be your passion because um it can be so rewarding and um you can just you know your message about helping people it really really does it's also for me and from i guess from a business perspective but from a personal training perspective and a massive another thing i've learned also which I think is important is managing my expectations. And it took me a while at the start because I was like, I know I've done X, Y, Z. This is what yeah. has worked for me. And like the first few clients I had, yes, you're going to make mistakes because you're learning. But I did go, right, you need to do blah, 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 blah. And they were like, Ugh. and then I was like, that's not working for them. And it's not about mm -hmm. me. It's about them and what they need to get their results. And to reframe that, 
and look at them and, and assess them and then go, right, okay, they need to do this, this, and this, actually. That was a big learning curve for me in terms of how you serve that person. And I think that's really important as well. You need, you have your message, but you still need to be adaptable within that message to help that person get the results that they want to get with you. And it, uh, for me, I, uh, I mean, from a personal training point of view, I only have packages because I think if someone's serious about getting results and learning and being educated, one session with me is not going to cut it. You're not going no. to learn enough in an hour. You need a few sessions with me or you need me in your corner. If, I, if you do online coaching with me, I'm in your corner and I can impart all that knowledge on you over three months. And then you, if you want to carry on beyond that, that's amazing. There's so many places we can go, but you should have enough knowledge then to go and apply it. And I think, I think that's really important. I get the vibe. I'm completely new to this and I'm, I'm learning all the time, but I get the vibe a lot of people in business and personal training and life generally once they've hit onto something, they're like a dragon sitting on a load of gold and they like, don't want to share that information with anybody. No, it's mine. I found this. This is my secret. This is my... No, bollocks to that. Give everyone the gold. You've got more than enough. You don't need all that gold. Give it to everyone else and share it out. It should be about helping and improving quality of people in their life. And that's, it, that's exactly the attitude that um, is, is going to get you places, I think we shouldn't be shielding um, knowledge like or ways to make people's lives better. How is that a positive thing, you know? Um, and it, it goes back to me saying um, earlier about champion anyone that's trying to start a business, whether it's competitor or not. Like we've got to have that selflessness yeah. um, about us um, to help. It's only going to bring good things back to you. And it's going to help your marketing. It's going to help you if you can help other people. And it's about building communities around us and uh, having that marketing aspect as well. Yeah. You know, I'm in connection with quite a few people in the industry that I will um, DM regularly on, on Instagram and, and congratulate and um, bounce off, especially with this pandemic, pandemic where everyone's been in the same situation and, everyone's got a vault of knowledge and experience and it's been so nice for um, the industry I'm in to, it, I feel like we've, we've become a bit closer as an industry because of the pandemic, because we've all been put into this situation and actually you start to value all the businesses around you um, and think we've all got to survive. We're all in this together. And it's been a really nice coming together and people have been so selfless with, you know the knowledge that they can share it's been it's been great but i think that's so important to not you know hate on competition or try and keep information from people like knowledge is power i get that but sharing it is is far greater than sitting on top of it definitely that's a really good point mate Andy pc Andy <laughs> <laughs> pc no i think it I think PC. and from my my perspective of my my business anyone that comes into my world regardless of their fitness level where they're at if they're beginning starting out obviously they need to fit the niche of what i'm trying to serve but if someone came to me that was 20 i'm not going to go yeah you're not 30 fuck off i'll go okay how can i help you if they genuinely want to be helped and then i can help them i will help them 
And you know, it, it, if they if they're seeing what you're doing, then and they like that, and that's what they want to do. That's that's them. That that is what they they do need to talk to. They do need to um, learn from you. And the other thing is, you know, at this stage, you you've created your kind of niche, and you know your age range that you're after. But also, those people are going to get older, and so are you. And going back to adapting your business, like you're going to grow with your business that way. You know. Um, and it could get to a point. it could get to a point where you think, right? I've my category now has has changed, like because I've I've got older and actually my clientele's grown with me, and now I'm attracting forty five year olds and fifty year olds, you know. And then you could be thinking, but I still want to, I still have a lot of knowledge and power for the thirty year olds. And then maybe you then expand your business and you employ someone, you know, that then covers another age range or another element to your business. That's how you grow. That's how you get out your, your comfort zone at that stage, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately my long-term goal. I'd love to be able to do that. I've already kind of mapped out a sort of team of people I'd like to have that I would, it would be lovely if I could, anyone that can build their business to the point of that they can pull some people into their business who who want to represent your brand and and help your business fly yeah ultimately help them and give them a, a nice career where they're actually looked after and rewarded um and and gives them a chance to grow and develop that's ultimately where i'd like to get to i think that's important realizing i spent a long time working for a company i will name them they're called balfour bt they are a bunch of fucking idiots and they don't, oh, shit. I fucking hate them. I don't <laughs> he's, care. He's gone there, people. I will go on record. I fucking hate them with a passion. I don't know anyone that's got a good word to say with, about them. The managers are fucking clueless because they have no idea that that staff make their business and they're only as good as their business. They're obsessed with money. That's all they're obsessed about. It's the only company I've ever worked for where, all the training videos are examples of people that have been killed working on Balfour B contracts. I mean, what does that say <laughs> to you? I mean, that is just fucked up shit. Um, <laughs> but what the most frustrating part and what I've learned from it is your people are your business. And that's uh, yeah. really important. Head, and mate. that's what you do. And that's what I'd like to do. And I, I think anyone that's running a business where they've got to the point where they can take people into their world as well, your people make you and that's and people make or break you. And that's what it's all about, I think. It's trying to give those people those opportunities, really. I've never been one for, for limelight. I don't um I don't really possess much of an ego. That's quite a bold statement to say. Um but I did you say ego or eagle? Do you you don't possess an eagle? eagle. I, I would love I would love to have an eagle. Fucking hell, how cool would it be if we had an eagle sitting here right now? I, everyone's got a slight ego, haven't they? But I, I definitely I'm not one to want to um absorb limelight. It's it's not really me. Um but I know that my business is only well, it's not my business, it's our business because it's been grown by a team of people. It's not It's not me. You know, sometimes I steer the ship, mm -hmm. um, but that ship wouldn't go nowhere without the crew. And my business is, you hit the nail on the head, mate, it's my team. And so whenever I refer to Grizzlies, it's always we. We're doing this we are achieving this. Uh, it's never I'm doing this, I've done that. 
and um, it's a really important recognition. I think that's what can really keep and retain staff is that they are part of your business and they deserve reward as well. You know, it's it's my it's my goal as well to really um, capture what people are good at and to try and build a career around that. The industry's changing a lot in the barbering world. And I've recognized some great strengths within my team and I'm pushing them in that direction and, you know, um, to build their careers purely because I want them to be successful. And I know they have other talents just in cutting hair. Um, for example, Laura and the education. And I've made no secret that we want to have our own academy and we want to um, train people. Well, that's Laura. Yeah. And yes, I've always had the idea that I want to have an academy, but I've actually identified that she's really, really good at teaching people. And it's a skill that she probably wasn't aware of. Nice. And she's successfully, she's on her second apprentice, you know. Yeah. And then Georgie, she's the most customer-focused, caring person. And she has this absolutely likability. If anyone met Georgie and didn't like her, I would, I would question their existence. She's the <laughs> nicest soul I know. She really, really is. Yeah. And um, she, because of that, she's got this managerial role and she has been as much the creator of grizzlies as i have and i learn off of her like as much as the other way um and you know and now andrew's coming through and i'm and i'm trying to explore right what what is andrew's next step how can i push him on you know but he's he's grown massively on a personal level as well but yeah i business is is your team and if you ever get to that stage um mate where you're looking um to expand and employ people it's really it's really difficult you need to hang on to what you believe is the right person don't employ anyone right. make sure you get the right person for your business that reflects your ethos and what you're trying to achieve um but again it's a massive rewarding part of being a business yeah. owner and i think retention of staff is a reflection of how you're helping them build their career. Sure, I get that. I mean, another thing I wanted to add on to the end of that, which is to expand that, is the idea. When when I like, I see it when people sign up with me and they become my clients. They're not my yeah. clients. I see them as part of my team. They're in part. Of, yeah. They're in part of Team Dom now. I call them the Dominator Crew. Yeah, but I, I get that. Yeah, they are my brand. They are a walking advert of what I do and what I'm about. And and I want them to go out into the world and be walk with that self-confidence and knowing they have the knowledge and knowing they've got that something little extra about them, a little spring in their step and a little, sounds cheesy, little twinkle in their eye. They know they've got a little slight extra edge and it, and it makes them feel good about themselves. And I want them to walk around and feel like that and feel good about themselves. Ultimately, fitness is about making your body feel good and being able to do the tasks you want to do. But it's got to make you feel good no point working out for hours if you're pummeling your body to pieces and you're not enjoying it and i think people only ever look at physical results there's a lot of underlying results about are your stress levels coming down are you happier is your, is your nutrition better there's so many more important things to look at as goals rather than oh to lose weight i'd love to lose weight all right why do you want to lose weight? Let's look at why you put on weight in the first place. Let's take that right back and then let's look at that issue. And normally it's a psychological or a mental issue where there could even be a trigger point from a major life event. Let's look at that and solve that so you don't keep coming to this point of that you've put on loads of weight. 
then you can move forward and solve all the other problems and then you can lay a path out for them. I think that's really important as well. Run off a bit of subject. Should we have another joke? Go for it, mate. What kind of exercise do lazy people do? I've heard this one before and I've forgotten the answer. Go on. Diddly squats. <laughs> Diddly squats. You've told me that before. Oh, I think I have actually. Sorry. Yeah. Really bad. I've been reading loads lately, which I think is really important, as well as meditating. Yeah. Um, and I was I was reading a book the other day called The History of Glue. I couldn't put it down. <laughs> oh, that's a good There one. he is. That's, I got that. See, very good. that's really bad. Your, deli- your delivery on that was very good. <laughs> that's brilliant. Okay, I think we're kind of drawing to the end now. We've done it again. And do you know what? I just want to say to everyone that listens, hopefully, um, we did record one, but we thought we recorded it and it didn't record for episode three. And we had we had down, written down what we were going to talk about and it was a really good episode. And I think this one's really good as well. But actually, I talked about completely, completely different That's things. That's okay. We'll get it next time. Don't worry. I mean, it's out I'm there. really bad. I think, Dom, we're going to have to like, I don't know, come up with a way where you can keep me on track because I divert a lot, don't I? Okay, I could come up with like a sound buzzer noise. Yeah, that would be good. Like maybe something like that gives me a little bit of an electrocution. When- oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wire you up to the mains and I'll have a button. And when you're going on, I'll just press the button so you get electrocuted. Yeah, just fry a little yeah, bit. Psst, you'll have the best haircut by the end of it. Because literally, I don't, think I, I don't think I touched on half the stuff I touched on last time. But it doesn't matter. I still think there's content. I can still remember it. We'll see you back in episode four and beyond. And You did. You've done very well at um, coming back with the same things that we did last time. Oh, thank you. That's what I try and do. Um, I'm terrible. I'm very off the cuff. So we just Did you want to uh, have a quick shout out to Jeff in Lincolnshire? Jeff. We've still got Jeff. Well, I think we might be able to get yeah. Jim. I mean, we're saying I'm I'm saying I'm Jim. I'm not anti-Jim, but obviously there's Jim in Lincolnshire, so we're not we're just no, Jeff and okay. Jim. But um no, obviously we just wanted to say if anybody is listening and they enjoy it, if you could please please share it on your social media and spread the word, we'd really, really appreciate yeah. it and help help us grow this podcast. We're yeah, two buddies chatting, but we're trying to impart as much knowledge and information to help you grow your business or yeah. get your clarity on your fitness and all these things, and try and give you some helpful tips. Obviously, you're going to get some really shit jokes thrown in as well, and a bit of fence, but <laughs> and me not understanding the joke. Um, just to echo what Dom says: if you could press those three little dots and share it on your social, if you enjoy listening to us. Um, even if you don't like listening to us and say these guys are rubbish, actually you're still going to do us a favour if you share it. So just if you're trying to troll us by saying these guys are awful, don't listen to these guys, you actually just give us a bit more exposure and they'll probably listen to see are they shit? And it's something you should cover actually because... Um, Shittest podcast I've ever heard. Listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is terrible. Make sure you listen. Well, thank you very much. Um yeah. Right, exposure's bad exposure. All right. Well, exactly. Go and have a good day, sir. Thank you for your too, thank you for your time. Hopefully this one is recorded. And if it hasn't, it's I'm okay. going to throw my Mac out the window and fuck yeah. Mac. I'm not. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so it's not Mac. It's Zoom. So fuck Zoom. Anyway, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Thank you for Zoom for letting us do this. And uh, have a good day. And I'll you speak too, soon. Uh, can I just quickly care, say um, 
you can check me out at domladpt.com or you can find me on Instagram. Yeah, check out his website. His web- your website's actually pucker, mate. Oh, thank you very much. And also, we haven't chatted about it much, but I want to touch on it next time about your um, your recipe book. It's free, guys. Actually, we're going to finish every podcast with Dom telling you that he does a free recipe book. <laughs> um, and you can download it off of his website. Yeah, that's right. Make sure you do that. Well, I have lots of other useful information on there, and Nutrition 101, and I have a calorie calculator, and there's loads of stuff on there. Go and have a look. But thank you. Appreciate that. Cool. All right. Have a great day, sir. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll speak to you soon, bud. Good day. Right, take care, boys. Take care, boys. Take care, guys. <laughs> bye. 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 B